everyone! Welcome to Baking With Me, Rachel! And here to help me with today's recipe is the person who actually knows how to cook, Violet! Hey, hey, it's great to be here! So, what's on the menu for today? Well, seeing as it is in the morning for most of our listeners, I think a breakfast favorite is in order. What do you think, folks? Yeah, banana muffins! Sounds like they're excited to me! What will we be making? Banana muffins! It sounds like we have a fan favorite. Yes! Unfortunately, I don't have bananas with me today, so we will be making blueberry pancakes. Oh no, better luck next time. So, what are we going to do first? Well, as you can see, I have all the ingredients all measured out here. Right. These are the blueberries, obviously. Do you want me to put them in the bowl? Nope, we'll put them to the side for now. Oh, okay. And this looks like milk. Yeah, but we're not quite ready for it yet, so we'll be putting that to the side as well. How about the butter? Put it to the side. Lemon juice? Not yet. Okay, are you actually going to cook something already? Of course we are. Oh, good. Right after this program. Finding everything okay in here, Violet? Yeah, thanks, Mr. Jacobs. When are we gonna eat? I'm starving. Be patient, Olin. She hasn't even mixed everything yet. Well, things would go faster if she let me help. I don't think so. I've got too much on my mind without having to make sure you're not trying to sneak bananas into everything. My dad always makes pancakes with bananas. It's a thing. Not my thing. Come on, Olin. Let's go back into the garage and look at comic books or something. No, I'll be good, Rachel. I'm just gonna watch, no trouble. Is there anything you need me to do, Violet? Yeah, I'm still not super comfortable with using the griddle. If you want to do the pouring and flipping when I'm done mixing, that would be great. Sounds good to me. Is it normal to measure all of those ingredients like that? Um, yeah. You have to measure things if you want the recipe to be any good, Olin. No, I know that, but why do you put all the ingredients in little bowls like that? Why don't we just put them in one big mixing bowl? This is how they do it on TV. Besides, I like how it looks. Got a problem with that? No, but you might when you have to wash all of them afterwards. If you don't stop bugging me, you're going to be the one who's doing all the washing. I didn't make the mess. I don't know, Olin. She is making the breakfast, and I think washing the dishes just might be the perfect way to thank her. Oh. Wow, that worked. <laughs> well, this looks like all of the ingredients we'll need. Ready to get them mixed up? Sure. The directions say to first mix all of the dry ingredients. I can do that. Great. And here it says to make buttermilk? Here. I can show you how to do that. Thanks. I guess I'll listen to the radio. And one stack of blueberry pancakes for the chef herself. Mmm. They smell great. Thanks for all of your help, Mr. Jacobs. My pleasure, Violet. Would you like some more syrup, Rachel? No, thanks. Olin? Yes, please. There you go. What about you, Mr. Jacobs? Aren't you going to have some? Oh, don't worry. I've been setting aside a few for myself. I've just got a little more batter to go, and then I'll join you guys. If you change your mind, I'll take them. Olin, you've had plenty. Yeah, don't get any ideas. Those are for Mr. Jacobs, period. Fine. I'm just saying. Oh, thank you for your offer. I'll keep it in mind. I'm glad you like them as much as I do. They are good. Especially with milk. It's a pretty good thing that you did put those pancakes aside for yourself. If you didn't, you probably wouldn't get any. Hmm, yes, I suppose. Is everything okay, Mr. Jacobs? Oh, 
Right. No, I'm fine. I was just thinking of something in the Bible. The Bible says something about pancakes? Not that I know of. No, I was thinking about how God sometimes sets things aside for himself. He does? Like what? Oh, there are a lot of things God has sanctified for himself. Sancti what now? That's a big word that the Bible uses a lot of the time. It just means set aside as something special. Okay, so what things did he do that for? Let's see, where to start? I guess the first thing I can think of is God set aside the last day of the week for himself. Genesis 2-3 says that by resting, God was saying this day was special, and he was setting an example of taking time to rest from our hard work. We learned about that a while ago. That's true. In the next book over, God tells Moses in Exodus 25-8 that he wants his people to build a sanctuary. A sanctuary. That's the big room in a church, right? And it sounds a lot like sanctification. I wondered if you'd pick that up. As you might guess, a sanctuary is a place that is set aside for God. In this case, God was talking about a place where his people would meet with him. Okay, so I couldn't help but notice that you've been saying his people a lot. Did God set aside people too? Very good, Rachel. Yes, God does sanctify people. Genesis 12 talks about how God chose one man to be the father of a nation, the nation of Israel. This nation would be God's, and he would be theirs, and through them, he would save the world. I'm guessing you mean by sending Jesus. Exactly. And when we put our trust in him and become part of God's family, we too are sanctified, put aside for his good work, or as the Bible calls us, saints. That's a lot to think about, and I don't think I understand, especially that part about us being set aside and stuff. I bet Mr. Jacobs has a drama script to explain. I just might. I'll go check. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the hopeful drama, The Prospective Prospectors, an adapted biblical teaching about living for God. Once upon a time, before the West was won and a man's gun was law, a dusty 49er emerged from his mind, holding in his hand a nugget of pure gold. I've done it! I've struck it rich! Eureka! The miner excitedly paced back and forth, not sure what to do next. There's so much gold down there. It'll mean fortune and luxury and whatnot. But I'll need help getting it all. Oh, that means I'll have to share it. Oh well, there's enough to go around. I'm going to town. And so he jumped on his mule and galloped into town. Who wants to get rich? Rich, I tell you. Rich? Sure, how? Look what I found in my mind. Let me see that. Is it real, Josephine? It's real, Velma. You could tell that just from chewing on it. It's how they do it in the movies. The miner told his new friends all about the riches in store for everyone who helped him. Caught up in the spirit of excitement, Velma and Josephine bought picks and shovels and followed the old miner back to the shaft. Here, you'll want these hard hats too. Safety first, as I always say. Velma, you can carry the dynamite. Here, catch. Phew. All three of them climbed aboard the rickety old skip and gently lowered into the earth. It got darker and darker, and after what seemed to take forever, they reached the bottom. 
Alright, I'll show you where to dig. Maybe then we'll hit the mother load. Mother load? It's where there's a lot of gold in one place. Wait, I thought you already found that. I just came along to get rich. And you will. But first we gotta do a little bit of digging. Why else do you think we have these tools? Lead the way. The three miners dug all day. And though they found more nuggets, occasionally the big one remained hidden. Well, that'll do it for today, I reckon. Better luck next time. That night, Velma and Josephine chatted under the stars. Do you really think this whole mother load is really a thing? Sure I do. Why else would we be out here? I guess. I just figured it'd be a little easier. Dig a little, get rich, you know. Not this dark, dusty, muddy, spooky toil for a few golden flakes. I mean, these nuggets could buy us some mighty nice things. And I can't wait to find the big one. We'll be rolling in wealth. We'll be billionaires. And that's saying something in this economy. I don't know. I was thinking of going back to town into my old job. It wasn't anything special, but I was happy-ish. Really? I'm going to sell my house, my horse, and everything else. I am going to find this gold. Days went by, and though Velma hung in there for a week, by the end of the ninth day, she had had enough. She thanked the miner, took her share of the nuggets, and went back to her old job. If you change your mind, y'all come back now, you hear? But she never did return. Months went by, and Josephine kept digging, and though there were some days that made her wonder if she would ever find what she was looking for, she never stopped digging. No, actually. God tells us in his word to seek him like a fantastic treasure. We need to make sure that nothing is more important than living for him and getting to know him more. Sometimes it's tempting to chase things like happiness and comfort, but if we forge ahead not looking to the left or right, God has a store of true riches that will never go away. Mr. Jacobs? I have a question about the minor drama we read earlier. Okay, Rachel, what's up? I understood the moral and everything, but how exactly did it tie into what we were talking about earlier today? Hmm. Well, like we were saying, people who have been sanctified, or saints, are people God wants to use specifically for a special purpose. When you are a saint, it means that your life has been set aside to follow God, not for anything else. If we do let anything else distract us from doing what God has told us to do, then that thing has taken God's place in our lives. Uh, kind of like an idol. An idol? You mean like a false god? Right, Violet. That's kind of something I need to work on. I think we all do, Olin. But I have a question about saints too, Mr. Jacobs. All right. Sometimes I hear people say stuff like St. Paul or St. Mary or St. Matthew. Like it's a title or something. Do you have to be super special to be a saint? And if not, why are these people treated as something special? <laughs> That's a really good question. And it's a little tricky to answer. 
But I would say that anyone who God calls to follow him are saints. Like it says in 1 Corinthians 1-2, when it comes to these specific people, they have been given the title saint because the church has agreed that they are good examples of what God wants all of his saints to look like, trusting him and giving their lives for him. Plus, with so many people with names like Mary, Andrew, and Peter, having the title kind of helps us know exactly who we're talking about. Interesting. It's still a little weird. I'll have to talk to my parents about that. As always, I think that's a good idea. Oh, what's that smell? Yeah, I was about to say, it smells like something's burning. That's odd. I wonder what it is. Did you unplug the griddle after you finished the pancakes, Mr. Jacobs? Oh, right. I forgot the last batch of pancakes. I guess they're mm, pretty well done. Hmm, this could take a while. That smell is pretty bad. Sorry, but I think I should go now. Yeah. I think that's probably a good idea. I'll see you around, kids. Bye, Mr. Jacobs. I'll turn off the radio.